and welcome back to a new episode of Statcast. Finally, with your host, Wait, Harrison the, Friedman. The, the what? The Statcast podcast. You know about I, it? You heard about it? I Hosted don't. Hosted by Harrison Friedman and Sam Greenman, as always. As oh, I Man, it, I haven't heard that name in, it seems like, months. It's been a long time. But yeah, we are back. I am back from London. Sam has always been here, waiting patiently, which I very much appreciate. But we, baseball has decided to take on our waiting game and is in the midst of a lockout, which seems further from ending than when it started, which is great. Great news. So the NBA, God knows why, but it doesn't feel like every single player that is like there have only been two players that have been talked about in like the last five years, Ben Simmons and James Harden. And like everyone else is just tangential. Ben Simmons, James Harden, they might get traded for each other this week. They might not. Oh, my God. Can it come to an end already? I don't want to hear. The amount of times I click on it. Sorry for the complaining right off the bat. But the amount of times I click on a podcast about the NBA and Ben Simmons is in the description. And you see it's like, ah, half an hour of this stuff. Half an hour of why Ben Simmons should go to the Hawks. I guess. Yeah. So basically, that's a nice long explanation of why we are not talking really about the MLB. The NBA has been fun enough when another season cares the bird just got traded today to uh, date this podcast um for ricky rubio which is fun for an injured ricky rubio what else has happened nikola Jokic and joel Embiid are amazing once again and are competing for the mvp once again which is as things should be because they might be the two best players in the nba and at least you know the ones who play on the court you know often enough but we're going to do an nfl podcast we might do more of these we might not I mean, if we're doing a podcast next week, I assume we're talking about the Super Bowl. But we are going to talk about the NFL playoffs, which, God, you know what? They are the perfect British sport. Can I tell you why? Or at least the perfect American sport to take place in England. Uh, you should tell me why, but first. Milo Hamilton. Swinging, lining it to left. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. All right. So, yeah, I've been in London. I was in London for four months. I've been back in the States for about a month now. But I met some British people. I watched American sports. You know, I watched British sports. I got into soccer. Like, I had already been into it a little bit. I got into it more. Sam is not super happy to hear that. But, you know, you would get convinced if you were there. I promise you. I promise you that. Um, the NFL is the only sport that plays in the afternoon. Baseball does it like once or twice a week and or maybe there's a game a day it wasn't there during baseball season the nba and nhl suck for it college basketball most of college football they suck for it i am not super psyched to be listening to these games that are going on at like that, that start at midnight and so i did not watch a lot of the nba while i was in london it was very few games maybe like the christmas games or i don't even know if i was there for christmas but gotta say Football is perfect. It's like in the evening, you just go to a bar, they call them pubs there, you sit down, and they actually show American football. And everyone obviously has to specify American football, which is not something I was used to, but the Prince are big fans of the game, you know? They're like NFL specials. They call it the NFL. They don't call it football. They call it NFL. And... Yeah, do they, do they call it hand egg? Wouldn't that be something? No. 
Uh, I watched some rugby also, which I got to say, I, I watched it. I was much more confused watching it than I thought. I thought I like sort of understood the game of rugby. Turns out I really, really don't. There's a lot of just no. Pilot. It's actually very similar to football. It was less. I don't know. I was confused. I couldn't tell who was doing what, and I wasn't sure why they didn't just like run away from the other guys. I guess there's too many people on the field. I don't know. Terry Kill should enter that game. Um, but anyway, I watched a lot of football. I saw a lot of this season. Sam, this has been a really fun NFL season. I gotta say, it it could have been a lot more fun if we had a tie on the last game of the season. Yeah, that was something, obviously, everyone was rooting for. But, like, even, you know, the Buffalo-New England game where Mac Jones threw his three passes, that was a lot of fun. Um, and, yeah, the game where everyone's rooting for a tie, it did not happen, unfortunately, because that's not how overtime works. Yeah, but here's shame. the wild thing. Both teams must have known going in that, you know, a tie would send them both to the playoffs. You know, mutually assured, not just yeah. mutually assured construction. Yes. That's good. And yet both tried to win. And somehow, of course, <laughs> the whole overtime period went like it, it literally took as much time as possible to decide the game. That's sort of like when you have almost like destroyed both sides of some sort in some sort of war because football's compared to a war sometimes. And then both sides are looking at each other like, come on, we both just kind of want to walk away from this at the end, right? And I both mean, that's, teams are that's like, yeah. That's what happened at the end of overtime. Slow putting into a treaty. Brandon Staley called timeout. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that the Raiders just didn't want to play the Chiefs, which smart on them. Still lost the Bengals. Chargers kicked it out of the playoffs. They would have gotten to play the Bills, which also would not have been great for them too. But, you know, to be fair, Mac Jones could have stopped Joe Burrow in his tracks. But instead, we have had Joe Burrow, who is, for my money, the most fun quarterback to watch in football right now. And he's, has been he's ever this since generation's he Joe Namath. He's this generation's Joe Namath. And like he, you could see it from him when he was in college. I remember there was a UT season I was psyched about. I thought we were a really good team, and I knew we were playing LSU week one. LSU hadn't been that amazing the year before, but I knew they were you know, supposed to be better this year. And then I turn on the TV to watch the game, and I'm like, this offense is impossible to stop. It was Joe Brady as the OC. It was, uh, what's his name? Ed Orgeron as a coach. And then you had Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. I think they had T. Higgins in there. I'm not certain. They might have. Maybe they didn't have T. Higgins that year. But regardless of who they had, they were just doing what seemed like a pure pro-style offense. They were getting guys 8, 10, 12 yards uh, upfield open on basically every single play. And the Patriots just couldn't, sorry, not the Patriots, the Texans, the Longhorns. Longhorns just couldn't do anything to stop it. And that was when I first heard of Joe Burrow, who I hadn't heard of when he was at Ohio State. I didn't hear him his uh, first year at LSU, and then LSU went 15-0. UT played him pretty well, but that was one of the most dominant college football teams I've ever seen. And I mean, now he's been just, uh, I don't know, balls of steel his, his entire time that he's been in the NFL. Over 6,000 yards and 60 touchdowns in the season. Yeah, if you include the playoffs. And... This is a guy who tore his ACL mid-year last year, his rookie season. Yeah. Comes back, is ready for week one. Assume he didn't make play in a lot of training camp. And he was like, oh, I got Jamar Chase, who's my guy, dropping passes Left all right training yeah. camp, all like, Can Jamar Chase catch the ball? We don't know. Jamar Chase, I think, dropped like the second round in my Dynasty League draft because people were worried about Jamar Chase. At the end, someone was like, wait, I'm stupid about this. Of course I'm going to draft Jamar Chase. But like people, he hadn't played in a year. 
people were really nervous that this guy just like wasn't, you know, wasn't cut out for it. That what we saw was totally of Joe Burrow's making. And you know what? It might be of Joe Burrow's making. Or maybe Joe Burrow is all of Jamar, Ch- Jamar Chase's making. We won't really know with these guys. But they're going to be here for a long time. And so they've been on a run. They beat the, the Raiders. Then they beat the Titans, which shout out to Tom in London, whose Titans lost. It was, it was fun having like British people who actually you know chose American teams, and Tom had the Titans, and this was a wonderful season for them, and they totally blew it. And then you have uh, them play the champions. Sam, tell me what happened when we got you know down to the end of this Chiefs-Bengals AFC Championship game. The Chiefs almost absolutely bumbled it. I mean, we are tied at 21 um, with... I mean, there was no real scoring for the first half of the fourth quarter. It was yeah. tied at 21 after Kansas City had been up 21-3. Mm-hmm. And then Evan McPherson, who has balls of stone, mm-hmm. drills a 52-yarder long, to take the lead. Long, drive. Long yes. drive. Drills a 52-yarder to take the lead. But mm-hmm. six minutes left. Too mm-hmm. much time for Mahomes. And it kind of almost was too much time for Mahomes because he got right to the goal line, but then fumbled and recovered. And so they had to kick the game-tying field goal. Long sack. Long sack. They had to take the field goal as time expired, tied the game 24, and then dreaded NFL overtime in the playoffs. But there was something very nice, a nice silver silver lining for the Chiefs because they won the coin toss. They won the coin toss. Oh, so they won the game, right? You know, just like they had. I mean, no, they tweeted as if they won the game. Yeah. The previous week, the Chiefs and Bills played what was one of the most exciting playoff games that I've ever seen. I don't know if it was the best playoff game that I've ever seen, but at the very least, it was the most exciting one that I've ever seen. And Patrick, where Patrick Mahomes leads the team down the field in 13, technically it was 11 seconds, honestly. it took, I think I believe it took him two plays. And it took him suddenly, three or four plays, yeah. And suddenly they were in range for a field goal, which Harrison Butker had already missed one or two, drilled. And then they won the coin toss, so they won the game, you know, in the Bills game. And for a whole week, everyone's in an uproar. We got to change the rules. You know, they had changed the rules after the Patriots versus uh, Falcons one, right? But they hadn't changed the no. rules fully. Oh, they hadn't changed that? Which no. did they change it after? It was the Saints Vikings NFC Championship in 2010. Oh, uh, yeah. When they just got a field goal and won it. Then, yeah, right? when Garrett Hartley hit a 40 yard field goal to send the Saints to the Super Bowl on their first possession. Right. And so then we had, they don't change it after Patriots Falcons, but, you know, this is the one where they're going to change it. And then. It happens again. The Chiefs have the ball. They're going to drive. They're going to win the game, and we're definitely going to change it. Pat Mahomes throws a pick. One play after having a pick dropped, he's like, you know what? This this one's for all the marbles, and he throws another pick, or a real pick this time. And so the Chiefs are the ones who end up losing after winning the coin toss. And so now the hubbub has sort of died down about you know changing the overtime rules maybe it happens maybe it doesn't people are talking about it doesn't feel like necessary sam and i feel differently sam has collected many different uh overtime proposals i have a personal favorite he may or may not talk about it we'll see i don't know what his proposals look like but sam are you ready to unveil your collection of overtime proposals that at least one the league has to half of these Almost all of these are basically the same format. Some of them aren't. Almost all of these I could somewhat see, except for maybe one or two, could see them actually putting into place. And one of them was actually proposed by the Ravens, but got shot down. The Ravens do like to throw in like 
these kind of ingenious proposals. I've seen them like every few years or something. I don't know if they were the original ones who proposed like the fourth and 15 in lieu of a kickoff that I believe they used at the, at the Pro Bowl today. I did not watch the Pro Bowl as... Because um, nobody, yeah, nobody... I don't I think mean. you're allowed to get tackled in that. I think it's basically... They should... The Pro Bowl really should just be... You know, I mean, it's football. the same thing as the NBA All-Star Game. The MLB All-Star Game, it's kind of hard to take it easy as yeah. a in baseball. Because you're still going to throw 99 if you're... Uh, I don't know. Or you're going to throw 102 if you're Jacob deGrom, right? Yeah. And it's not like you're... No one really is taking anything off that you kind of want to show everyone up. It's different in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, it's just no fun to watch a sport that's not really a sport because nobody's trying to win. Weird thing. Okay, so the Pro Bowl and the NHL All-Star Game were both this week. And I thought the skills competitions for both of those were really cool. The NHL ones were just totally, like, wild. Like, shooting pucks into the Bellagio fountain as it's, like, it's spraying. And then the NFL one, I saw a cool clip of, like, dodgeball being played. Stephon Diggs and Trevon Diggs' brothers, like, going up against each other in dodgeball. That's a cool thing to happen. Speaking of dodgeball, Trevor Zegers, a BU alum, who yes, we saw goes. score a uh, game-tying goal with 0.1 seconds left in the Beanpot final against Northeastern. Played, basically played like he was a character from dodgeball, or like had dodgeballs thrown at him while he scored a goal blind. Um, and that's maybe the kind of stuff that... The NBA has always had these kind of skills competitions. I wonder if they sort of lean into more stuff this year or they're like trying to be closer to MLB where they want like an actual product on the field. And MLB obviously has no skills competitions besides the home run derby. They don't have enough. Yeah, but the home run derby is still as fun as the game. That's true. Home run derby is a lot of fun, especially this past year. It was real fun. No, that's true. They do have fun. And then of course the futures game, but anyway, we're getting off target here. Why did I bring up? The- oh yeah. Cause the Ravens uh, had the idea for that. So yeah, Sam, tell us about, tell us about, Let's start with, I would say, the most basic proposal. The proposal that you think makes the most. Not necessarily your favorite, but one that is like, oh, this has the best chance of being implemented tomorrow. So the first one, it's a, it's a modified college overtime. The coin flip decides who gets the ball first. Each team gets a drive in overtime. Drive starts at the opponent's 25. No field goals or defensive touchdowns are allowed. In the first overtime, you're not allowed to go for two-point conversions. But from the second overtime on, you have to go for two-point conversion. So here's what I think about this. I wonder I wonder what really the overlap between college football and NFL fans are. Or especially the ones who are like, I don't know, diehard enough that they watch the college football games and stick around for the overtimes. Because I personally have never loved college football overtime. I feel like what it reminds me of most is like the shootout in hockey, which just sort of doesn't feel real. Like the whole idea of like taking turns doing something or something like that, where like... It's a different kind of field. You're, yeah, you're on the 25-yard line. You basically have to... You, you don't exactly have to go very far. Obviously, I do like the not being able to get a field goal. But the games sort of de- devolve into like some weird silliness. The players just get really tired. And what if the teams keep succeeding? I you like could it. You have the yeah. A&M LSU game that went to seven overtimes. Okay, but... Was anyone who was watching that game entertained by the end, or were they just exhausted? Like, uh, they, even the fans in the stands. They doused one of the coaches before one of the overtimes <laughs> ended because they thought they won, and he had to coach the rest of the game in sticky Gatorade. Oh, yeah. So that's the kind of thing that sounds good in theory because I think it's probably the most fair. Would you agree? Do you think that's the most fair of your proposals, like fair to each team? It's up there. I mean, a- a- almost all of these are fair. 
mm-hmm. because that's the and thing that we're trying to fix. It does take one thing away. It takes away what you have in college of like the team that wins the coin toss always goes second because they want to know what they have to match. In this one, they always know exactly what it is that they have to get. But that's why it reminds me a little bit of like a shootout. Obviously, you have to get a goal in the shootout, you know? You don't, you're, you're not trying to like not get a goal every time. You're trying to do one thing every time and the team is trying to do one thing to stop you. Which fair. It's very, it's fair in theory, but I feel like it's random as far as just like, I don't know. Do you think it grants an advantage to any certain type of team? I, obviously every team should be able to move the ball 25 yards. I think it gives an advantage to the teams that are the best in the red zone. But I mean, those are the teams that are probably the best teams in general. Um, the way that you would plan for this is like, you probably need to have, I think it gives advantage to teams that are really good defensively in the red zone. So like the teams with the big corners, the teams with uh, the big offensive linemen, the big linebackers, because you're not having to cover a lot of ground. You don't have to worry about the deep ball. And so there are some teams that are so blitz a bit more in in the red zone because it's, it's there's a point where you can't just outright beat a guy. You have to go uh, lateral. So that so that's what it hurts. It hurts the teams that like sort of depend on speedsters. Um, it beats the teams that like have really athletic, say, corners and safeties and that kind of stuff who can cover a ton of ground and make it really hard for you to go deep. Um, yeah, what teams that are kind of big like this? I don't know, like the Titans, the Patriots, or something like that. Those are teams. But what I would be interested in is basically I would look at every team's red zone offense and red zone defense. And like then after let's say you do do this for like ten years or something, I think it'd be really interesting to see like if red zone offense and red zone defense really is a good predictor of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Teams really just are built differently. Some teams are built to win between the twenties, and then you know if you're in the red zone every possession, then you're gonna always keep you're gonna keep getting points. And some teams are built like they're really good at closing the deal, but not that good at um starting in the first place. So that's why it does specialize the sport a little bit. So like TJ Oshie. TJ Oshie made the U.S. Uh, national yeah, team. He, what was that game against Russia that we had? It was the against game? some hockey powerhouse in the Olympics. Yeah, where TJ Oshie just shot again and again and again and again and again in the shootout. At some point, it's like, man, I'm, I love TJ Oshie as much as any Blues or Capitals or whoever fan, but that exciting. It's, it's cool. It's cool because it's the Olympics. It's not that cool if it's um, a game in October. It's weird if it's a game in the playoffs. It's kind of cool in the game in the playoffs. It does get cooler. I will admit that because that's like, all right, you score or you're out is basically what you see. But yeah, this is not my favorite proposal. That's what I'll let's look at it. What I don't, think, what do you I don't think, think it. I don't think it is for me either. Mm-hmm. I, How do you evaluate it? I honestly think it's a great way to stat pad. Yeah. Just get a bunch of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they wouldn't do it in the regular <laughs> season, but yeah, I just think it lends itself because you're kind of forced to go for it on if you get to fourth down it yeah. lends itself to kind of just like crazy scenarios that are lucky just like hail marys and stuff that could it's just, just extend hail mary but yeah yeah but like some weird i, get, I mean okay, yeah. yeah interesting well i think if this was if this proposal was implemented i wouldn't hate it but it's not my favorite and I don't like it in the regular season. I like it more in the playoffs than the regular season. I'll say that much. All right. This next, next one. this next one, I'm kind of split on it. So each team gets just one drive. The coin flip determines who gets the ball first. Whoever scores mm-hmm. a touchdown, for, well, it's not okay. So it's not one drive each. Okay. You drive um, 
until, or you play until a team scores a touchdown. And whoever scores a touchdown first has to go for one. And then Mm -hmm. the opponent gets one more drive to score a touchdown. And if they do, they have to go for two. Okay, but what if the first team doesn't score a touchdown? Uh, It's just the the first to score a touchdown. So field goals don't count, basically? Yeah. Interesting. This, that also feels like, if you have the previous proposal on the table, then that one almost feels a little kind of, I don't know, you're just assuming that a team is going to score a touchdown. What if, like, it takes them 20 minutes to score a touchdown? What are you going to do then? Because... Obviously, we have some really great offensive teams right now. But if you have a defensive slugfest and like, I mean, you could the game decide is going on a long what, I mean, time. It's Kyle Shanahan running team that's in it. I mean, you could go from the opponent's thirty or something and start yeah. like start there. Yeah, I the, the part of it that I like is like you know obviously that one drive where the other team has to has to score a touchdown. You're not really gonna have a scenario where one team is like, you know what, we don't care about scoring a touchdown on this drive. We're just gonna let you guys have it so that you can go first and score a touchdown or whatever. So we get to go for two and go for the win. But, like, it's so weird that you're just telling one team, all right, you're not allowed to win this game. If you score a touchdown first, you basically have to make a defensive stand to win, and the other team has to score an offense to win. Well, here's what it means. It means that you have to have a good offensive drive and a good defensive drive. Yeah, but someone's going to let in a touchdown at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah, but you can also be better and not let them score. yeah. And then it all comes down to a two-point conversion, basically. That, that's the kind of part that I'm like, eh. Yeah. Obviously, this stuff does come down to two-point conversions and the other one, too, if you get into a second overtime. But at the very least, like you have opportunities to... Those are like opportunities to match, where you have a chance to tie. You don't have a chance to win. I don't know. These are both weird, because the things I don't like about both of them is that they restrict what the teams can do. Instead of, like, you know, in the current scenario, we have there's no restrictions on teams. There's nothing that teams are, like, restricted from doing. These restrictions, I get, are put in place to, like, help with fairness. But it just feels a little weird to teams. I don't know. I feel like there's be- there's better option than either of these two. And I like the first one better than the second. This what next one you? is, is I, uh, I'm split on it because I don't want the going for two thing to become, like, this valued thing. Yeah. I mean, there was a point where Mike Rabel, Mike Rabel always strikes everybody but me as a smart coach. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really? Mean, on, You're not a fan yeah. of Mike Rabel? <laughs> so, I, I, I don't mean, think he's a smart he, human being, but I think he's a smart coach. I think he's a good coach. So, against the Bengals, he lines up for the extra point. There's a false, or there's an offsides or something. So, mm-hmm. they get to move the ball for a potential try from two to two to the one. Yeah. And he does it. And he fails. He goes for like, two? Yeah, he goes for two because he's one yard closer. I mean, like, what, I get no, what you no, do that. What's the point? The playbook is more open for you from the one yard line than the two yard line. No, it's not. You can do a QB sneak from the one yard line. You cannot you do a do QB sneak from the two yard line. You can do an HB dive from the one yard line, but less so from the two yard line. No, you. No. Anyway, it, I think it, when you go in for two, I love the idea of like Patrick Mahomes and being able to go five out, five out from the two yard line for going for two is how you should do it every time. But just me. My run the option, idea. win the game. Run the option, win the game. Maybe, maybe not. So. You're not a fan of Mike Rabel, basically, because you think that uh, the math doesn't line up. He's he just strikes me as Kevin Cash. <laughs> so you and I have heard about Kevin Cash that everyone else in baseball thinks differently about. Very interesting. Were you there when I ha- had some guy who's uh, who knows people who work for the Rays tell me about how annoyed a lot of the people in the front office were with Kevin Cash? Good. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have Dusty Bacon than Kevin Cash, but well. You know what? I'd rather have Dusty Bacon. 
He managed the bullpen well enough this year. All right. It's not baseball. All right. So give me a third proposal. Give me one that you're like, this kind of is a nice proposal. Let me look through here. All right. So the the Ravens proposal was kind of my favorite, to be for being honest. Let's hear about this one. A team would choose a yard line that a drive starts. Then the other team chooses whether they play defense or offense on that drive. And after the first drive, if a touchdown isn't scored, it's standard 10-minute overtime. Oh, that's interesting. So that basically is like um, you have sudden death. It's, it's weird because you put your sudden death before your non-sudden death, which I've never – wait, wait. Actually, when you say standard 10-minute overtime, do you mean basically um, – The overtime rules as they are right now. Okay. Wait. So what that kind of means though – so the score touchdown, they win? Is that what you're saying? Yes. How is that different than our current over? I'm not sure. And I'm reading it again. And I just feel like I missed something because this doesn't seem that different. That isn't that just our current overtime, except like one team is going to choose like the 10 yard line. The other team is going to choose like the five yard line. I don't know. No, it, one because... team chooses the yard line. It's like, okay, I want to start this drive. Oh, right, right. start from the 30. And it's like the other team says, all right, are we like going to stop them? Yeah, yeah. Well, because if you're if you if you choose to play defense, then you're confident in your defense that they can stop. So you shouldn't really be mad if they score a touchdown. Well, can this team go for a field goal? Uh, I mean, yeah, but field goals in overtime on the are just I just don't like them. So I I, I would. Suggest All right, what if it's fourth and eighteen from the twelve from like what if you're at fourth and eighteen from like the twenty three yard line? Which twenty three? You're opposing 23 yard line so you like um, first down first first you would have 41 is a 41 yard field goal is not an automatic thing so i would no i would honestly uh, i would rather for 41 yard field goal than try to get 18 yards fourth and 20 fourth and 18 from the 23 so you you so said at one point you had first and 10 from the 15 so you you but fumbled that yes because you got sacked incomplete pass incomplete pass sack that happens but similar thing happened with mahomes is what i'm talking about like in uh in the yeah the Chiefs Bengals at the end of regulation yeah and both teams got the homes. ball in that overtime yeah no no but it happened at the end of regulation that's why they went for the field goal and didn't go for the touchdown remember they also didn't have time well they also they, had they only they only ran lunch. the third down play because they had time right is this like an untimed drive all right see it's not different enough from normal overtime because I've heard some of these proposed I thought you were going to go a different direction and maybe you have some of this stuff. But I really am more of a fan of the drives where, like, or the ones where, like, every team each team comes with an envelope or something like that, or like they choose whether offense or defense, and then they just. I guess this is just playing the game as normal. This is just like one team. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't say that it's untimed. Maybe is this? Are you sure it's untimed and not just like, um, instead of choosing whether or not you're going to receive, or yes, defend, that's it. That's it. It's just choosing the and is there a coin toss or is it just like the yes, visiting it's a, team or what? a coin toss. All right, so this is extremely similar to um, normal overtime, which we currently have, and the only difference is like that you sort of get some. Yeah, each team does basically get the option of controlling it if they want. Well, I don't hate that. I actually thinking about it more without like the whole gimmick of an untimed drive or something like that. Like I was originally thinking about it. This isn't so bad. Because every team, both teams have chances at um, getting the ball. You know what? And something that will change very, very little about it, but make it at least better in general. This is getting closer to the top of my list. All right. I like it. I, I'm liking it more as I think about it. What about you? I mean, honestly, it's my favorite that yeah. isn't boring. Okay. Like, there's, a, there's a couple here that are just boring. My favorite is boring, so 
I wouldn't be surprised if we have a similar favorite. But uh, all right, so you so you're a fan of it then in general? Yeah. yeah. Why is that? What do you do? You like something about? Uh, I, don't know. I like the freedom of choice of saying, "All right, we're gonna go on offense or we're gonna go on defense." Mm-hmm. And normally, you know, obviously. It's a and I'd also, I'd line, also yeah. love to think of the game theory implications of neither team has perfect information when they when you decide where the drive starts because you don't know right. whether they're gonna like. I think it would be interesting if somebody said, "All right, your own thirty-five yard line." Like that would be kind yeah. of intriguing. No, but you would go for offense, obviously, right? To get a touch, I mean, you got to go sixty-five yards. What I will say is that the one thing that I think differentiate this is, I think, a little different than the idea of. You either get a touchdown to win or you lose. Um, I think in this one, there's no chance you do anything that's like 20-yard line or, clo- or, or, or closer to a touchdown. I think you do. You say something like the 15-yard line. Because think of why you would say the 15. If you say the 15, then basically it's like crossing your fingers that your offense can do something. But, uh, or that, or, but also knowing that your defense will probably be better at holding than, say, the 25-yard line. If you say something like the 35-yard line, the other team's going to look at it and be like, I trust our offense enough that I'm, I guess it depends on what offense you trust. So like, yeah, I guess it does depend on the, cause there are some games where like teams can't really score touchdowns. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. What, what would you do if you were a coach? Um, from which one? In this one, let's say you get the chance of what yard line are you choosing? What yard line am I choosing? Mm-hmm. If you're the New York Giants. If I'm the New York Giants, uh, I'm going to say the opponent's 40. <laughs> do you trust your defense that much or you're just uh... our, red, our red zone defense i trust with my life okay okay it's just your uh entire field offense that you're not as much of a huge fan of i mean i wouldn't trust mike glennon to walk 40 yards on his own let's say daniel jones is a nice healthy then i'd pick the pick our own one yard line brian dable is your coach yeah i'd pick my own uh, one yard right. line your own one-yard line. So basically, yeah. you're like, yeah, we can defend this. Daniel Jones is marching us downfield. Daniel Jones yes. is not marching you downfield. Dan, Dan? Daniel Jones is breaking free from the pocket, running 97 yards, stumbling to the ground at the two-yard line, right? Yes. Um, all right, so give me an insane one now. Let's do to- just a really, really weird one. All right, so there's a line of scrimmage at the opponent's 35. Okay. One team picks whether they are... Is, is this... 65 yards after the touchdown or 35 yards after the 35 okay the, 35 yards from the end zones one team All picks right. whether they are on offense or defense on one field goal try oh so it's a 50 it's what? basically a 53 yard field goal that they have to cho- they choose either if they kick it or the other team kicks it so this is make it take it basically yeah and you lose the game if you miss the field goal yeah it's one it's literally one kick <laughs> I feel like I think we were talking about this, and we were we trying were, to figure out what, yeah, yeah, what the exact yard and, line. Yeah, the yard line would be just wherever the fifty percent mark is. We we dove deep into basically finding out like what is the perfect fiftieth percentile, and obviously this is depending on whether or not you trust your kicker, what the elements are. I guess one team can also the other team gets to choose. So one team chooses offense or defense, and the other team chooses. Uh, you choose. No, what, you get to choose what side of the field. How does it work? Oh, you could do that too. Yeah, sure. If there's a wind or something. Yeah. Because remember when uh, there was that Patriots-Broncos game where like the Broncos chose to receive, but then they missed a field goal because they had the wind or something. But um, all right. So uh, let's say it's a super windy game. Let's say one side of the field is way worse than the other side of the field. What are you choosing if you're the coach? 
Because, like, let's say you choose the really windy side. The other team can just say, oh, yeah, you got to kick into it. What I would, oh, I mean, I would always choose to defend. Oh, wait. You'd always on. choose to defend. This is, that's weird. Well, I mean, I feel like you're in a lose-lose situation at that point. That's true. Oh, that's true. If you choose one side of the field, you are in a lose-lose situation. So you choose to defend. All right, then the other team, well, I guess, yeah, maybe, is choosing. Maybe, maybe you have to, maybe you have to choose at the same time. What does that or mean? Or something. What does that mean? Like, like you can't know what the other team should, like. You you don't know if you're kicking it or they're kicking it when you choose what, what side of the field. What if there's a second coin and the second sure. coin flip decides yes. who defends? I think we both know that like the first the first part of this like this field goal thing is probably not going to happen because yeah. it's not football. So yeah. I think we can we can take some liberties here. Yeah, two coin flips, the double coin flick, the the double doink, the double flip. Um, and it sounds incredible. So you choose whether like man, imagine being in a windy game. You don't know. Whether it's offense or defense, if if you're on offense and you have the wind at your back, you probably have like a seventy percent shot at this. All you have to do is kick it straight as an arrow. But the other one, let's see, you might have a thirty percent shot, might be worse than a thirty percent shot, and it all depends on a second coin flip. Wow, I love this. I love this for chaotic potential. Hate it for football. Is there an equivalent in another sport of something like this, or is this literally just like the making? I mean, first of all, like, the shootout. Basketball. What's the the, the shootout? shootout? Yeah, this is not like, an NHL shootout. This is an NHL shootout if one team takes one penalty shot and whoever, if you make it, you win, and if you don't, you lose. That's basically the, that's basically the shootout. No, the shootout is like every team gets five shots or however many it takes. Yeah, but it's, it's eventually going to come down to somebody's going to have to make it. Oh, I know, but that would be like having like a kickoff, like a, a field goal off where like you keep move, moving further and further back. Like the 20 uh, that's another that's another one of my proposals, by the way. So let's get let's get into that. It's ba- let's get yeah. that one. That's the real shootout. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, you've you've described perfectly one of the proposals. So is it just like the team gets to take a field goal from the 20, then both teams can take it from the 30, then the 40, then the 50? How's it work? It goes five yards back, but yes. Okay. Um, do they like switch sides between them? Do the kickers have to no, like, I, run I, from I would, one it, side it, to It the doesn't other? need to be more complicated than just a kickoff. So they both kick on the same side? Okay. I do like that. Uh, that really has the potential for total schadenfreude. But weirdly, I like the 50-50 shot bet. I have no idea how you score it. You have to do something with like like the weird one point you get from a shootout um, in the NHL. But wouldn't that if, be yeah, It would probably just be a field goal. It would probably just be a field goal. But yeah, it would, no, that's what I'm saying. I think it would just count as a field goal to, to whoever wins. The defensive team gets a field goal? Yeah. Well, wow. I, mean, I, th- I think you have to make it from the same spot that they missed. Oh, you do? I mean, otherwise, oh, like, it's not just some... one kick. I, I mean, one it, kick. No, yeah, no, it's it's both kickers take kick from the twenty, then the twenty five, then the thirty. Oh, sorry, I was talking about the previous one. In the previous one, I don't know how you score it. This one makes sense how you, score, but I, I want to ask you. Yeah. So, for all of these proposals that we've had so far, which ones would you include in as like a regular season proposal, and which ones would you table and say this is only for the postseason, or which ones would you put in? Only for the regular season and have a different one. in The, the field goals I would have is only regular season. Okay, like the, how they do in hockey. Yeah. All right, which field goal Once, one? once again, three-on-three three overtime is just dumb. Actually, three-on-three three overtime is terrific, and the shootout is sucks, but that's just me. They both stink. Seven, oh my god, seven-on-seven seven overtime. Yeah, no, I saw that as one of them. It's just like <laughs> Yeah, like that's... You ruined the entire point of having a defense. You have one defense, offensive and defensive lineman in the game. Maybe two. I mean, listen. I mean, how I are you going to stop a blitz? Football. How are you going to stop a blitz? 
No, you it's it's a one on one. It's it's one on one. You know? I mean no, a blitz, you throw to the open guy. There's gonna be someone open. How we did it when I was in high school is how you had one quarterback, one offensive lineman who couldn't go out, you had one quote unquote tight end who could block or go out wide, and then you had four wideouts. Like this is sure, not on my list of proposals, so I will not entertain it. And then on the defense, you know, they can line up however they want, but they usually play four corners, a safety and two D linemen, one of whom can be a linebacker instead of a D lineman. Uh, but both D linemen can go play in coverage, so whatever. But uh, And basically, the way you stop a blitz, great if it's a safety blitz, but then you just, like, you throw a bomb up there and hope someone just on your team is just faster than someone on the other team. This, yeah, this is totally unrealistic, but hockey has brought us on with their three-on-three. You're really not a fan of three-on-three overtime? No, it's just not hockey. It's just endless odd man break after odd man break. Yeah, it's like a weird half shootout, but not actually a shootout. It's made up by someone, like by the same people who, uh, uh, I don't know, nerfed NFL cornerbacks, maybe you could say. Um, yeah, you couldn't really do this. You could even throw a nerf football in there. I would think that this was fun, at the very least, for the first few overtimes where it happened. I think it would get super grating, and I think it would stink in the playoffs. But at the very least, like, that's kind of fun, you know, just like... Imagine Patrick Mahomes just like playing seven on seven, like he's back in his in his old youth Texas football days. Why don't we get back really to actual football proposals? <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. This is both teams get a possession. Wait, oh wait! Before we do this, I'm going to throw in another one inspired by basketball. Okay. Elam ending for football. Um. I feel like that benefits whoever gets the ball first. Oh yeah, it does. Basketball is, doesn't matter who gets the ball first, really. Football. Yeah, I mean, it does. Like, not really. It matters a little, a little bit, but not very much, especially in like a five minute overtime or something. I mean, or the like Elam ending is yeah. is basically like usually just have the t- have a t- a team ahead and a team behind. The team behind gets the ball first. Yeah, it's true. Um, but in football, I guess you can't. Let's say you make the score eleven or something like that. Might take a while to get to it, but like, yeah, it could just be two possessions and then a team wins and one team only has one possession. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Elam ending doesn't work. That's too bad. Okay, right, so what else we got? Both teams get a possession unless there's a defensive score. After that, it's sudden death, and there's no no PATs allowed. Both teams get so basically, you're saying that um, our current rules, except the second team gets a possession, and there's no PATs, and there's no PATs, which is also kind of how we currently have it. Okay, so like, but then if a team gets a touchdown on the third, then the third the team that had the first possession can just. Score in their second possession. Yeah, but both teams, had, both teams had the ball. This is this is just a way of delaying the inevitable. This is like making. How? This is like everybody is complaining. Is like, oh, you didn't even get a chance to touch the ball in overtime. This, okay, by the letter of the law, yes, it makes it more fair. It makes it more fair. I would say maybe by like five to ten percent. But that's good because it. the people that win the coin toss are about fifty-four percent. Mm, well, maybe although it's different in the playoffs, so. Okay, the reason that I don't like this one very much is, yeah, it, like, yeah, they get to have a possession, but are you going to, then people are going to say, oh, but they should have a second possession. And then if they get a second possession, oh, they should have a third possession. That just right, kind of so makes it. This, yeah. this, this next proposal is for you. Okay, let's hear it. No possessions. The fifth quarter. Point treat flip the, decides who wins. Treat the overtime period as, a, as the fifth quarter. Whoever leads at the end of the overtime period wins. That's mine. Or that's a lot of people's obvious, but uh, I mean, it could just. I, I, I mean, I just I feel like time and injuries are the main concern here. I mean, fair enough, but I think it 
lets you have comebacks. Like imagine an overtime comeback where a team is down two scores and they and then they score on their next possession and then they're like doing an onside kick and they with like a minute left or something like that to try to win the game. Obviously, yeah, it leads to injuries, and I would say this is a break glass in case of postseason only one. But I think for the postseason, this is the perfect proposal. Okay. And I think adding to it would have would be no timeouts. No timeouts. Yeah. Two timeouts. Two timeouts. No, no timeouts. Well, that's actually not that bad. Then basically, because then because then letting people run the clock down. Yeah. So the the you can't like try to extend the game yeah. basically. I, I don't hate that part of it, actually. And so, like, because then team... it doesn't incentivize you to just tie the game at the end of the overtime if you're down. Yeah. And if a team is able to lead a nine minute and 30 second, or say even a 10 minute drive, where like they kick a field goal from like the five yard line with three seconds left on the clock, then good for them. Good on them for like being able to run the clock and the other team being totally unable to stop it. You kind of deserve. Oh, I get. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you want one. Yeah. Uh, uh. No. 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 I. I'm totally fine with that because, like, the difference is with what we have right now is it basically is is untimed until scoring. Our overtime that we have right now is not a timed overtime in the playoffs. It is untimed. There's no reason for there to be a clock. Right. What's the point of a clock? What this does is it basically gives a clock. What you could do in the regular season is just be like, well. Same Hold on, this. you just, you just bent overtime. my mind. Why is there a clock in overtime? In in the regular season, because there can be ties. Well, the duh. Playoffs, no, and uh, Lord knows. I don't know. That's a great question, isn't it? I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Why, why, is, why, for this entire time, have we seen a clock counting down in overtime? Do you remember that Ravens game? I don't remember who it was. That yes, it was Broncos-Ravens. It went to double overtime. Yeah, it didn't, but it didn't, like... It went over time. Oh, it's, it's, it's literally just like, overtime. all right, the yeah. time ran out on this one. You get the you get the ball. It's the same situation. I think it was like third down for the Ravens where they were in field goal. This range. was the Mile High Miracle and game, then, by the way. No, it was. Yeah, it was. This was a Justin Tucker field goal for the win. Yeah, that was the like, Mile High Miracle game. Oh, my God, was it? Oh, was this the Jacoby Jones throw play? Yeah, that's the Mile High Miracle. Uh, when I think of the Mile High Miracle... I know it's not that because it, this it just makes no sense for the Demarius Thomas Tim Tebow play to be the Mile High Miracle. This is the Mile High Miracle because Joe Burrow threw the ball sixty feet straight up and then somehow it landed in Jacoby Joe Jones Flacco. Hand, but yes, right? Joe Joe Flacco, Jacoby Jones. Who did I say? You said Joe Burrow. <laughs> Joe Burrow is taking over all the other Joes. He wants to he wants to collect all the rest I mean, of the Joes. He's I currently he pulling a Joe Flacco. Was, was crazy. Yeah, the height that he, and like the corner, whoever was guarding Jacoby Jones just didn't know how to judge the ball. Yeah, Joe, I might have been Chris Harris, might not have been. I don't, I don't know. I think it was double coverage. I don't, I don't remember. I can just picture it in my head. But anyway, I think like Joe Burrow is secretly like kind of like Thanos right now, just collecting other Joes, trying like he's pulled off the Joe Namath with like these diamonds are real. He's pulling off the Joe Flacco right now. He's trying to pull off the Joe Montana. In like you know, he's Joe coolest, winning all these Super Bowls and whatnot. I don't know. Joe Theismann better watch it. Like Joe Burrow, he already, he already ter- pulled the Joe Theismann. He already got hurt. Yeah, he had he pulled off the Joe Theismann real early. What other Joes are there who are like, Joe Brady? Joe Brady did not play in the NFL. I think you're thinking of this guy named Tom. Um, no, you're thinking of Joe Judge. There's also Joe Judge. Yeah, Joes as coaches are the ones you really don't want to collect. I guess. Um, who's the wait? Oh, Bill Walsh, not Joe Walsh. <laughs> I think Joe Walsh is like right wing uh, pundit. Uh, but anyway, back to this stuff. Um, what were we talking about? Yeah, with overtime. Yeah, no reason for a clock. It's like 
You know, remember, you know how in the All-Star game, the NBA All-Star game, we have Elam ending now? Imagine if you put a clock on the Elam ending. Imagine if you put a clock on, like, the shootout. Imagine if you put a clock in baseball. Uh, there's no point uh. to it. <laughs> Imagine if you, like, I don't know, put the ball on the 25-yard, the opposing 25-yard line, and so that it would be easy for each team to score in each over in, in overtime so that everyone could go home quicker. Oh, wait, baseball already did something just like that. The whole See, point like, of yeah. doing something so that everyone goes home quicker, listen. In I regular think, season, maybe. I think it's great that parents have bedtimes for kids. You know what? That's. I think it's great that people, like, you know, want to get home by a certain time at night. That's cool that you But also, if you that. like your team that much, you should stay. Exactly. You were the one who chose to come here. You're staying. Stay for the and whole you're, thing. And you're the one who could tell your friends, I was there at that 18-inning World Series game where the Red Sox got jobbed. If you want to leave after 13 innings of the Red Sox game, fine. That's your prerogative. But, like, they're not supposed to, you know, make it go faster just for you, just so you can get home. Because there are a lot of people who are very much willing to stay longer. And so that's why I think that, like, I don't know, just play overtime. Now, here's the question that I have. Here's the one tough thing that I've got for you. You play the full overtime, right? You might have even mentioned. So you play the full overtime. It's tied at the end. What do you do now? So that that's one of my propo- one of the proposals I have is like at the end if they're both tied, it's either you could do sudden death field goal starting from the forty five and moving back five yards. Yeah. Or you could adopt one of the one of the one drive each scenarios. Or you could literally just do sudden death. Like what if one team has the ball on, you know, the fifty yard line but overtime ends? Do you then suddenly Say, oh, you have to restart your drive, and we do one of these weird stuff that we've got, or do you just be like, yeah, maybe it can be drive. like soccer, where it's like you get extra time if you are like in the attacking zone. I I think you just continue it, and then you make it sudden death. I think you you go to a second overtime, but then you turn the clock off, and it's just sudden death now. Whoever scores next wins because you've played a full yeah, because because both everyone's had, had the a ball. chance, and even if like maybe one team has had the ball more than the other team, let's say one let's say one team goes down and scores. And then the other team goes down and scores. Okay, but then what about this scenario? First team scores. They're, well, so let me explain the scenario instead of keeping my head. Uh, one team scores. There's six minutes left. The next team scores. There's two minutes left. And then the other team starts driving, and they're on, like, the 50-yard line or something like that. Or maybe they're on the 30-yard no, line. No, I, I see where you're going, but it's, it's never going to happen that way. They're going to have clock management. Yeah, exactly. And you've also said, like, you know, there's no timeout. So what I would say, if you're one team and then, like, it seems well, like... Well, if, if it's you don't just want to give the other over, team time. If it's just an overtime period... Oh, yeah, no, that was the one that I said, no timeouts. Then you can go for two. If you, or go to the sidelines. Yeah, you, you totally have a chance to go for two. And, like, let's say the first team goes for two and misses it. Suddenly, you've got a great chance. So, or let's say you don't want to give the ball to the other team. Go for broke and do an onside kick. I don't know. So, we'll have ways of trying to prevent this kind of stuff. And so, like... If you know that it's going to turn into sudden death, then you can just go for two on your touchdown if you score one. Or like, if let's say both teams get field goals, I don't know, maybe tr- go try to go for it on fourth down so that you uh, can beat the team. I don't know. I like this one the most. Obviously, I'm realizing the ways in which it isn't perfect, but it's my favorite. Well, that's we all have, I have. Do you have any more? No. Oh, you don't have... All right. The real... Uh, this is the real game theory one. This is the one that like reminds me of Final Jeopardy. In the which is I think the best way I could put it. You have you both bet coaches. points on a drive. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have both coaches walk up to the fifty yard line. There is no coin flip. Each coach has an envelope in which they have written down a number. 
at basic and what I would say the easiest way to say what the number is is basically it's how many yards from getting a touchdown you are. So like I don't know, you we when you could you could just write like your twenty five yards. I don't know you could write like seventy five yards to go or something like that. But basically, who it's like a bid kind of system. It's a silent auction. Each whoever has the low who has the 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 lowest bid basically being the furthest yards away from scoring. That's the team that gets to be on offense, and you play. Seems like a regular, lot of hullabaloo for absolutely nothing. Well, it's similar to the one where like one team says a yard, then the other team says they're playing offense or defense. This one is basically just like um, I don't know. It's like the duel that you have at the end of a western or something like that at high noon, uh, where each coach I hate comes it. in with a number. You hate it. Yeah. This one, I'm a little surprised it hasn't gotten more traction. I wonder if your reaction is sort of the reason why. And then it just feels kind of gimmicky. I mean, but basically it it's like, but isn't this also sort of game theory like where you can basically say like, like, let's say you put the 20 yard line and the other guy puts 19 yard line. The other guy, the other team is on offense. But like, let's say you put the 35 yard line. I don't know. I don't know. You don't like that one at all? No, no, no. All right. That's fine. That's fine. So if you are the commissioner or you get to be the commissioner for a day, and you get, this is the only thing you're allowed to implement. And you're allowed to choose what you have in the regular season. You're allowed to choose what you have in the postseason. And you can choose one that is basically the rule for everything. What are you doing? Uh, I'm, for the regular season, I'm doing... And you can do regular season and playoffs having the same rule. They can be different, but they can be the same. I'm doing in the regular season that it's a, it's a overtime period. And if it's tied at the end of the overtime period, then it's a field goal off. Okay. Which is wild, but okay. For playoffs, I'm doing the one drive each. Yeah. Coin flip decides who gets the ball first. Whoever scores the touchdown first goes for one, mm-hmm. and the opponent gets one more drive to go for two. Interesting. In my most chaotic of worlds, I want the one field goal to rule them all in the regular season, and then the uh, 25-yard line touchdowns only PATs are specified for the playoffs. But I don't love that in general. What I would do is the what I would do is the one where basically you play a full overtime period, no matter what. If at the end of regulation is a tie in the regular season, it's a tie, no timeouts, and in the playoffs you just keep going and you play sudden death. Because I think that's the one that like as annoying as it is for some teams, you know, having to play a full ten minutes, and like as weird as it sort of can be, if like one I don't know one team scores two touchdowns, at the very least you have a chance. And you continue having a chance. And, like, if players get injured, then players get injured. And that sucks. But the 17-game season is worse than, you know, a few extra overtime periods. Yeah. I mean... We are we are I very that, far away on this. No. I I mean, I, I honestly like any of them that give both teams a chance to have the ball. We do both like the field goal offs and the touchdown offs, right? Because it's, cause it's not football. And, and we, yeah. And you had 60 minutes of actual football to, to decide who wins. So now we have to resort to something that's not football. Okay, but this is, is also like if you were in a war and then you reached some sort of stalemate. And at the end, to decide who won, you like, I don't know, went to an archery. Who's the tallest? Or, or some archery. <laughs> you like, I don't know, tried fitting, like doing a, some trick show with fighter jets or something like that. Just uh, playing a game of horse. <laughs> But regardless, I think we both also like the idea of playing a full over. And yeah. The reasons that the miter might not fly is because like players are like, oh, I got a full overtime period. Yeah, play a full overtime period. Ties still exist. We probably, I think, would have more ties. 
because you might have more games that are sort of like the uh, um, Raiders versus Chargers game. But, you know, teams are going to try to, like, milk clock. In the, no one is trying to go fast to score a touchdown or something like that. Teams are going to try to have slow drives. And you're going to have real, like, slugfests where you see if a team, that both the defense have been gassed, you see how long they can really stay on the field. And with no timeouts, what are you doing with injury timeouts then? I mean, they happen. Uh, what about faking injuries? Uh, as as always, people like there's no way to get around that because because the one time you say you're faking an injury and there's a real injury, you look like an asshole. I mean, what about you? You're just out for the drive, injury timeout. Out for the you're out for the rest of the game if you need the injury timeout. Eh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I I would say that's fine because that's something where it's like, all right, well, better to count you out. Sorry if you've got cramps, then maybe you should have drunk, had more water before the game and been in better shape, or not decided to be or, an offensive lineman. Or Sorry, won the game in regulation. Yeah, or won the game in regulation. You also could have done that. It makes the regular season a little more tedious, but it, the difference between the regular season and the postseason, I think, is removed a little bit, and the playoffs just feel fair, and like everyone gets a shot. And they're super fun. This is, like, in my opinion, a fun kind of thing to do in the playoffs. All right, we've got – we have an idea. We can send them to the NFL. Um, if they do anything resembling a field goal off, I will be absolutely that. That's not real football. As much as a touchdown off, touchdown off, we have accepted as real football. I'm like you're actually playing football. Field goal loss or not, I do admire you just saying, "Yeah, you had your chance, and now shootout time, penalty kick time." Yeah, you. I mean, one football all, becomes all like of, another. You're really yeah. getting the British fans now, the ones who are on record as loving, just loving penalty shootouts. But uh, all right, well, it's nice to be back. Nice to be back yeah. in the Statcast. We are not back in the studio. There is no studio anymore. There is only our laptops uh, and Zencaster. But it's been nice doing this. We will continue this weekly as best we can. We'll try to watch more basketball so we know what's going on. But we've got a Super Bowl episode for you guys next week. Um, and then March Madness is coming up not long after that. And you know we love March Madness on the Statcast. We love a we love a good tournament. We do. Everything should be a tournament. College football should be. The NFL should. Uh, college basketball is a perfect tournament sport. Anyway, until then, I don't know. Read some more stats, though. <laughs> no, let's let's just, let's just hope that the Super Bowl does not go to overtime. If the Super Bowl goes to overtime, obviously Joe Burrow is going to win it because he's Joe Burrow, you know. But you know, Sam, do you have any predictions for the Super Bowl? I know you. I think the Bengals are the best team in the in the in the game. I don't think the Rams the can best. put. I think I don't think the Rams can put together sixty minutes of football. You know what made my jaw drop today? I looked at five thirty eight to see what the percentage chance was for each team. It's usually like you know, in the 50s somewhere. 68-32 in favor of the Rams. So yeah, that makes sense. According to your pre-postseason projections, what should the Super Bowl be? Not your current ones, but your pre-postseason projections. Uh, I think it was probably Packers Chiefs. No, no, no. Of this, well, like, who would be favored in, in, in this matchup? Oh, and by, and by what percentage? Yeah. And remember, this is... I had Cincinnati 44%. Cincinnati 44% and Rams yeah. 56%. Yeah. All right. Well, that's not that bad. What was the chance of the Super Bowl happening in the first place? I see you one, have the Rams one, at 1.9%. Yeah, because you had Cincinnati at less than 5% to win the Super Bowl. And you had the Rams at exactly 6.66%. So the team of the devil versus uh, the iciest team imaginable, I think we absolutely have to assume that hell freezes over and Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl this week. No? Yeah, maybe? Uh, uh, logic isn't there, but, uh, but I'll, I'll follow it. 
we'll all be rooting for the Bengals and not just people who hate Sam Cranky in St. Louis. We'll yeah. really be rooting for the Bengals but, uh, to represent the Midwest. But you know what? The Rams don't deserve this. They're in a new stadium where they were dragged there. They should, they should be winning the Super Bowl for the Lou. And instead, this is just a tribute to terrible owners. The Bengals. The Bengals are owned by the team that like bought them in, what, like 90 years ago or something like that? This is their business. Stan Kroenke owns the Rams, owns Arsenal, married like the the heir to Walmart, and built this massive, like pretty, pretty stadium where this game is being played in Los Angeles. And the NFL just lost seven hundred ninety million dollars to St. Louis and their lawyers because they dragged this team out. I think we absolutely have to root for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in this one. I agree. And Zach Taylor to beat his former mentor, which you can call Sean McVay. Who looks like a, a, a child, basically, and is definitely not 40 yet. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. I don't think you can call him a mentor. Now. All right. Talk to you next week.